Damn it, Nick. I love being on here with you guys, Nick and Joe. I really appreciate it. Literally too long didn't read. TLDR, you guys are awesome. Joe, quite frankly, I'm surprised that we were able to get this guy back, knowing how big of a Chip Zdarsky fan that you are. And if I'm not mistaken, this man is his sworn enemy, but he was kind enough to rejoin us because he has a new series coming out. Joe, who are we talking to today? So we are very excited to welcome back Ryan Stegman uh, on the program. And uh, we are uh, having him on today to talk about his uh, upcoming book, The Schlub. Ryan, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. So we got the first copy of this, Ryan, and I'm reading it and and uh, I'm enjoying it very much. And especially the, the, the title, The Schlub. And and so what I what I was wondering is, you know, where did where did the concept uh, for this book come from? And please, please, please don't tell me that la- it, it, you were inspired from seeing me at last year's Boston Fan Expo. You looked at me and said, you know, that guy, he's a fat schlub. Let's 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 uh, make a comic book out of that guy. No, unfortunately, that that would be a good answer. But um, I uh, so I was after I did Venom Inc. at Marvel, which was prior to doing Venom, the uh, you know the one that everybody you know kind of liked. Mm. Um, I was kind of trying to decide what I wanted to do with you know going forward because I was kind of you know just kind of burnt out, and uh, I. I decided I wanted to start writing more. So I was like, you know what? I don't want to like beg them to let me write. I'm going to go and write and draw my own series and uh, use that as a springboard for doing that. And so I created this um, book, The Schlub. Um, my, I, ha- I, I love body switch movies for whatever reason, which was a weird realization one day. Uh, <laughs> You know, Big where face off like, oh, yeah, and then this, yeah, Freaky and then this movie, and this movie, I love, oh, Freaky Friday, I love Freaky Friday, 17 again, um, oh, vice yeah. versa. Uh, you know, my whole life I've been into these dumb movies. Um, and I, uh, so I, uh, when I was thinking about it, I'm like, well, why don't I do that, you know, in my own way? And of course, you know, with a twist um, that, you know, that doesn't make it just the standard, um, the standard idea, you know, the standard sort of body switch story. So I started working on it. And um, another thing that I love is, you know, the characters in a show that just can't help themselves. So like Michael Scott or um, uh, Kenny Powers, you know, these characters yeah. that uh, they just they, they're constantly given the chance to do the right thing and they can't do it. Right. Um, so, you know, then I, so then that's kind of how Roger Dalton came about and then, you know, the body switch idea. And then, you know, again, like the, the twist later, um, about what it really is. And so all those things kind of came together to, uh, create the concept. So I had actually started working on this. Like I was, it was approved at image. It was ready to go. And then I got a call about doing venom and initially I was like, no, I don't think I'm going to do that. I'm, I've got a plan, right? I've got something I'm doing right now. And then they're like, well, let, let, let us have Donnie call you and you just talk to him. So he called me and then I heard stuff about swords and dragons and all this stuff. And I was like, I got to go do that. And then I just had this project that was just sitting there and I really wanted to get it done. So um, that's when I started to, to push it forward again. You know, you hinted when we had you on last time about the schlub, I believe, because you talked about writing more. I don't know if you said it by name yet at that point, but you said you'd had this this in the works at Image. I mm-hmm. didn't realize, though, you had this idea in the hopper for, for quite that long. Is it 
is, is there a few that you have like that, that you've been sitting on that you've been waiting to do on your own for for as an for an independent publisher? Of course. I mean, I think that every you know when you're when you want to when you like I I enjoy the process of making comic books. I enjoy drawing them. I enjoy the writing. I enjoy I, I enjoy creating. So you know, my whole life I've been creating uh, you know new ideas and. Some of them, you know, now as I get older and I've, I've, I've written some stuff, I realize don't quite work as well as I would have liked, <laughs> but that this one, this one stuck and it, and it, and it, and it kept, I kept coming back to it. So I knew that this one was, was a one to stay. But so, with, uh, real quick, sorry, Joe, sorry, I know I'm cutting you off. I know. Um, but, 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 so when you, you enjoyed the process, but did you always, were you always like, when you started, when you realized I want to work in comics, was it always I want to draw and write, or I always? What was the 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 target for you, the goal? Uh, always wanted to. I I actually so I think that part of um, when I was younger, I mean, I knew I could draw and I knew I could write. Like I would, I was really into doing both as a kid, and uh, I um, remember thinking, realizing at some point that there's less writers than there are artists because. Um, you know, a writer can write multiple books or artists can only do one. Um, so I was like, well, I'll get in as an artist and then I will, uh, you know, then I will become a writer as well. And then, you know, kind of just ended up taking longer because I kind of, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I kind of lost the, um, I got so obsessed with drawing and that is a career that I, I kind of put it on the back burner, but, um, you know, I was always coming up with stuff on my own and, um, you know, I've done a little bit of writing for Marvel. I did wrote mm -hmm. some of uh, uh, Amazing Spider-Man, Renew Your Vows, and you know, short stories here and there. So um, it just seemed like time. It was time for me to try to expand in that direction. So you you talked about having this one, you know, you in the hopper, you know, for a while, and and it looks like you 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 wrote this with with uh, Kenny Porter. Mm -hmm. um so you know we've you know, nick and i in the past we've talked you know with with creators who there have been multiple writers on the same book and you know one of the things that i i when i'm reading a book knowing that there's two writers on there i'm trying to see if you know you can tell a difference in in tone and if you mm -hmm. is it the same voice and every time we've had someone on the you know the compliment i always give them is that when I'm reading this, I can never tell. It feels like one voice. What was that process like for you, you know, having this story in mind and then writing it, you know, along with someone else and then having it sort of come together like that where you can't even tell that there's more than one writer on the story? Um, so Kenny, Kenny and I basically, uh, I would say that he's doing the heavy lifting now that the, the conceptually we, we figured it out. We, we basically talk it out like, you know, like a writer's room type situation. And then he'll go and he'll send an outline. And then I go through and I, I put notes all over it and change stuff. And then, you know, then he'll script it. And then I go in and do my thing to it again. And, you know, that's kind of how we work. So it kind of makes it seamless. If, if we were both trying to write like, you take the, this chunk and I take this chunk. I think you'd probably see a little more um, tonal shift, but you know, unfortunately, uh, with the amount of work that I have going on outside of the slub, uh, I haven't been able to um, sink my teeth in and really be. You know, I wouldn't call. I would call us very much. Uh, I would say like Kenny would be the head writer. It's my concept and my characters and stuff like that. But then he's he's taking the ball and running with it, and then I'm adding to what he's doing 
And why why did you decide to, to partner up with Kenny on this? Just because from from you know knowing each other for a while, is liking him from afar, experience with him. Yeah, I mean, I've known Kenny since he was, uh, you know, he has since he before he broke in. I mean, he was trying to break in. He, he had done some stuff for Top Cow. He had won one of those um, talent searches or whatever. Oh. Um, and you know, I just kind of kept my eye on him. And he talked. We have a Skype group that we talk on um, pretty much every day. And Kenny's one of the guys that's on there. So you know, we've grown pretty close over the years. I mean, Tyrell's on there too. And so it was kind of like, hey, let's start making comic books together because we're all friends and we, we talk so much that even it's not like we have to get we don't have to get on the phone all the time to talk about the story. It's just like it comes up organically in conversation throughout the day because we're all just there doing whatever. Huh. It's so Skype, though. You guys are still using Skype. That's the, that's is, the one that jumped out to me there. Well, OK, so, uh, yeah, we're old men now. <laughs> um, we tried to we tried to switch Which, to Discord and it and everybody got pissed off. So we just were like, "Well, I guess we're Skype lifers." Which one of you still has the AOL account? <laughs> <laughs> None of us, as far as I know. But uh, well, so that, well, I was gonna say that's a, that's a good sort of lead into to the the art question here. So we were gonna ask you how you came to work with with Tyrell, but we just you know we learned that through Skype and and through uh, smokestacks that you guys still uh, communicate and are friendly, <laughs> but. Uh, what what was it about Tyrell's uh, art style that made you feel like it was a great fit for this story? Well, first of all, I just think he's an underrated, underutilized artist in general. His stuff, his stuff's super unique. Um, it's very dynamic. He does comedy well. He does uh, action well. He does, you know, uh, drama well. Like he's he is a he is a pro. Like he is a really really good comic book artist. And I started to see his stuff and I was like, this is really, you know, because I didn't really know who Tyrell was. He's kind of like lived in the indie world for a long time. And uh, I started to see his stuff when he came into our group because he's friends with Daniel Warren Johnson, who's part of the group. Um, and I was like, well, this guy needs more exposure because, you know, he's a great artist. And uh, so it was pretty much just just that like, oh, and then also, you know, you, you want to work with some he's he's very um, efficient, like he turns his pages in on time. He does everything on a schedule. And so, you know, you want I, I wanted to work with somebody I could trust, because if I go out there and I start paying somebody and then they flake on me and, uh, you know, all these things and I don't talk to them that much, you know, that that, that could be a real problem. So this was just a, an opportunity to work with a friend who I think is a great artist, and it just kind of worked out perfectly. Yeah, and when you talk about his style, too, I mean, like, look, just looking at the, the, the main cover, and obviously, Joe, and I got a chance to look at the, the first issue, too. I mean, his, you're right, like, his style, he can go and draw this crazy heroic dude, but you can't just be able to do that in these circumstances where, like, you know, in a Marvel book, it's all, like, you know, muscular dudes and women mm -hmm. that, you know, that just, like, everybody wants to look at, but then you got to go and draw a schlub, and you got to right. make him fit in in that story still. And there are people who can draw schlubs, but that's primarily what they're drawing is, like, normal people. Um, right. It's interesting how, like, he, his, like, did you, how did, is it some of his indie work that you saw that he could do both of those things? Yeah, I mean, he was, so he, like, I, like what, what we do in this group on this, on our old man Skype group, is uh we all you know you finish a page you upload it to the group and everybody kind of like says what they like about it or if there's something that's bugging them they'll tell you and kind of keeps everybody honest and making sure that we're all kind of like still trying to improve and nobody's hacking anything out and uh so he he was posted he was in the group since he was doing that beef bros book with uh 
Aubrey Sitterson. Mm-hmm. And then so I started seeing those pages all the time. And I realized like this, that stuff was wild. Um, and then he did some like, um, I think he did some alien fan fiction and stuff like that. And I, he, I started to see like his range from, you know, the dark stuff to the, to the light fun stuff. And uh, just realized this would be exactly right for the tone of this book. Now, I know with for KLC's uh, press subscribers, and by the way, for those of you, if you're not already subscribed to the Substack, uh, make sure you guys go and do that as well. Worth it. Joe and I are checking that stuff out over there uh, as often as it's getting updated. Um, and I know you talked about, there was one moment where you guys talked about the character designs and really enjoyed hearing that. But I'm curious, you know, again, you know, you're working with a, a co-writer on this, but then also, again, you're this prolific artist and everybody loves your stuff. And these are your characters. I'm curious, the design process with Tyrell, what was that like? Was it a lot of you giving him direction and what you envisioned? Or did you kind of just give him some broader points and then see how he ran with it? So broader points, I would say. I, I the, the main character, Roger, in his human form, um, I had a lot of input on that because I'd kind of already, des- well, I had designed him for, um, that was the one design that I had done for my image series, you know, when I was going to write and draw it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that was pretty much set. Uh, and then the Cirrus, the superhero, um, we, we did go back and forth quite a bit and, uh, you know, I, I, I wasn't going to like start drawing on his drawings. I just kind of like would say, Oh, you know, like it was kind of like the, the whole Skype group was, uh, sort of having input on that. <laughs> so we all kind of would be like, well, why don't you try, you know, X, Y, or Z and then worm. The, the main villain in the book, I mean, he just, he turned in one design and it was like, that's perfect. It's, it's, it's crazy. Like when we hear those stories about how just like when you, when certain characters are just done right the first try, it seems mm-hmm. like that is quite rare for that to happen. Is that, is it, that been your experience? Yeah. I, well, you know, it's weird. I don't know. Like sometimes you just nail it in one and then sometimes it takes, it's like pulling teeth. I don't really know why. Sometimes I feel like it's it's more about if if you know the character story, then you're more likely to nail it in one. Hmm. Um, if you just are like, I need a, to design a character and his name is this, then you're gonna, you know, struggle through it. And it's almost like you have to like start making up a story yourself to uh, to portray what you're trying to get at. So, I mean, like Null, you know, we can uh, on Venom um uh, truly that was a that was designed mostly on the page you know that was just one of those ones where i knew the story behind him i knew what was going on and i knew that i had a deadline and so i turned (laughs) in the page and they were just like yep that's him that's great you know like really yeah but then you know there's been characters before that um i i drew probably a hundred times the scarlet spider when I did that back in the day and I had, I, I literally, I, there was, there was an article about it where I had, uh, I think I did like 20 different designs and, you know, before wow. to the, to the final one. Jeez. Wow. That, wow. That's something that's, that's wild. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned worm, right? You talked about Cirrus and then obviously Roger. And then we also in the first issue meet Roger's ex-wife, Sarah. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm very curious to see how things pan out with her, uh, throughout the course of the story. Now that he's got this, you know, new look and everything but Mm -hmm. i'm curious for you outside of roger whose story are you most excited about for readers to experience um i am excited most there there is a 
father-son dynamic in the book, um, meaning his, you know, Roger's dad and him, and then Cirrus and his dad. And they have a sort of an interplay that actually mirrors each other. Um, and that's, to me, that's the real crux of the book, is them kind of find Roger and Cirrus finding that they have something in common, them dealing with their dads, and that being like, you know, the backbone of the whole story. So like, you know, it's not to say just Roger's story, it's it's that larger, um, you know, dynamic that I'm, I'm interested in exploring. Yeah, because you, in the first issue, you get a real, real good feeling about how Roger feels about, you know, his dad <laughs> and his brother, which uh, right. I enjoyed very much, especially not to give anything away, but the, but the end, there's, there's a panel there where you just see, oh, yeah, this, yeah, he's 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 gonna uh, he's gonna tell some people how he feels, so they might yeah. like you know. Yeah, that's a great say. what a way that was a great way to end the issue. Like it was a fun time. The whole like we know how important it is to like end the issue with like this thing that's just like a you know it's really sick sick your hooks into people. But mm-hmm. um, you didn't. I didn't feel like sometimes I feel like oh it's not necessarily needed just because it's a quality story. Maybe for the average reader it's needed, but with this one it was like oh fuck. At the end it's like yeah. now I have uh, we don't know where this is gonna go now. Yeah, I mean that's that's classic comic book making. You know, you got to have your big cliffhanger. But I'm glad you guys like that because you know you, that's the thing that we fret about the most. I think when we're writing these things, is is this going to land? Yeah, yeah, that that was satisfying as hell. I got to tell you what, <laughs> that was fun. Uh, so with the schlub, uh, is this going to be an ongoing uh, series that you're doing? Is it a limited series? Like, sort of, if it is limited, how long do you uh, do you see it going on for? Well, we have. Uh, we have almost six issues complete right now. So the that'll be the end of the first arc. And okay. that puts us far enough ahead where if people order this and the numbers are good, hell yeah, we'll go forever. Um, you know, it's kind of a tough sell because um, sometimes, you know, labeling something as having, you know, any sort of comedic element um, makes scares retailers away because I guess that they don't sell as well. So you know, this could come out and not sell enough to, to financially um, justify it. But like the cool thing about it, I'm talking like we just need like just enough sales because I don't need to get paid to do it. I'm enjo- I'll do it like I, I enjoy working on it. Uh, Kenny, I'm sure, is in the same uh, boat. And Tyrell is the one, you know, I'm not I, I I've been doing art for too long to, to expect anybody to ever do anything for, you know, not get paid well so we pay tyrell well and that's if we can pay him well and continue it so i'd say there's like a like you know it really it's just it just hinges on the sales and if people buy it and they like it then we're going to keep making it because um i love the uh i love i love making it and and we've had a, a blast doing it so you know it's just one of those things it's kind of in in the reader's hands well, speaking of all that, too, we always tell you guys anytime that we're talking about indie books, you have to make sure that you're getting in on the FOC for the schlub. It's July 31st, so it's the end of this month. Make sure you guys mm-hmm. go and let your comic local comic book shop know that you want to get the first issue of the schlub added to your pull list. And you guys are going to really enjoy it. We've been ha- Joe and I had a lot of fun with that first issue, hearing you guys talk about it on KLC Press, too. It sounds like it's got a, a lot of potential. So we can't wait for, you know, we really hope that we get to see more than just this first arc. But of course, we're excited for, of course, we get an advanced look. That means, Joe and I got to wait longer and longer for the second issue, which is never <laughs> right, ideal. This book is one of those books that, you know, I would, I, I would liken it somewhat to Invincible. 
where it's a whole it's got the potential to be a whole comic book universe in one book right like wow. where you know you don't we don't need a billion different spin-offs you just have this one book and if if you if you let us if you guys buy it we'll keep doing it and the universe will just expand and expand and expand and you'll see all the the crazy stuff because we have all kinds of you know we know way more than what is on the page right now because sure. we talk about it all the time you know sure like yeah we, we know this whole world um and so we want to do it so yeah. I, did, I didn't expect to, to hear that, that you have like, you know, the, the Invincible obviously comp is, is is crazy. And then just to know that you have a whole universe planned with this. I didn't know that that's where you guys were leaning towards. Because obviously, we're, you know, we want to talk about vanishing a little bit. That's one where we, we see that as well, um, because mm -hmm. you got a lot of different moving pieces over there. But um, wow. So so then this so this is something. So when you say you have the, you know, we'll see how things go with the first arc and obviously the, the first issue and everything with the orders. But like this is something that, you, yeah, you could see this as an ongoing thing and going for you know quite a few arcs. Oh well, no, we'll know uh, once we get the the numbers on issue one where okay. if we're doing more and we'll we'll just be able to go keep going like there won't be a break because Tyrell's fast. Mm. We have sit, we're way ahead. You you normally yeah. have two issues of of an image series done before it comes out. But we've got you know like I said, six will probably be done before issue one comes out. So. Uh, yeah, like it, it, we will just can keep the ball rolling right away if, if the numbers are good enough. And if it's not, you know, then we'll find something else to, <laughs> to throw at the wall because, uh, I'll keep working with these guys. You know, I, I, I want to do a lot more of this stuff. Sure. Yeah. But I, I, I'll be stunned if this doesn't do very well. I mean, it's, again, this is like, we already enjoyed the first issue and now we're hearing there's even more, but to go back to, to Roger too, and all this, I'm curious, why did, why a dentist? And oh, I hate dentists. Ah, oh. rabbit anti-dentite <laughs> i am i am a huge huge anti-dentist uh i'm a dentist truther it's my number one like i'm not a conspiracy theorist but i have all kinds of conspiracy theories about dentists and how they're full of crap about what you need to do and uh and how often you have to go see them and where you know I, I i've been to i went to a dentist when i moved to this house and he told me he's like i'd never had a cavity as an adult He's okay. like you get you have a uh, you have seven cavities and you have three um, teeth that could become cavities that we'd like to fill. Uh, what the hell does that mean? Uh, and so I went to another dentist and they're like, "You have two cavities." I was like, "Yeah, great, sign me up. I like this guy." <laughs> I'm just like, "What is this?" What the uh, hell? I mean, I could go on and on, but you know, I don't know. I'm probably wrong, and I, I just I actually enjoy holding this grudge and having this. Uh, weird obsession with how I think they're full of it. So, um, but that, that, so when I, when I was coming up with a character who was, you know, the worst guy in the world, I was like, oh, he's got to, he's got to be, be a fucking dentist. I was going to yeah. say, well, like, you know, we, we, Joe and I talk about um, Rogue Son a lot. Like, honestly, you, you guys in Rogue Son, like Vanish and Rogue Son are the two series from Image that we probably talk about the most. Mm -hmm. um, a big reason for that is with Vanish, you guys obviously like there's the lines get so friggin' blurry with all the characters like who's bad, who's good. Is anybody actually bad? And well, we know one character is good, at least we believe so. Uh, mm -hmm. But other, like other than that, it's a mess. And then Rogue Son, you got a bully who's taking on a superhero mantle, and then there's a whole lot of other uh, blurry lines there. But when I hear that you hate dentists, and now your main character is a dentist, I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. so we just we absolutely cannot trust this guy in any capacity because you can go turn into an absolute friggin' monster. Right. You know, it also get made for a good visual. Like that was part of it. The whole, you know, his 
his dad's a dentist, his brother's a dentist, he's a dentist. They all have that big, you know, veneer smile yeah. that I think is kind that of... That does pop, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that's kind of like a, a little symbolic of their, you know, sort of the, the phoniness of that they all kind of have towards each other. They're, mm. you know, they're sort of hiding mm. who they really are behind these, uh, you know, fake teeth. What was wow. the uh, what was the joke that Kramer says at the end of the he goes, What do you call a doctor who fails out of medical school? Oh yeah. A dentist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so with that, let's segue. Uh <laughs> Nick's talked about a bunch, you know, Ryan, when we had you on last time, uh, it was to talk about Vanish. And holy hell, what a fucking finish issue eight was. And just that that entire those first eight issues in general were just it was high octane. You're going this way. You're going that way. I mean, blurred lines is, you know, mm-hmm. is sort of an understatement there. Um, but when we talked to you about it, you know, did you see, like, we talked to primarily about the first issue because that's sort of what we had access to. And, and, and so, you know, we were obsessed with it. Did the book evolve at all from when you guys sort of had that initial story um, to where you ended up uh, in issue eight? There's no question that it did. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we we knew vaguely what the end would be um, of the first arc of the of issue eight, but we to get there, it really um, it really evolved and developed. I think that, of course, that's going to happen. You know, like sure. the way that this because really, I mean, to be to to be honest, we had the we had the universe. We you know we knew about the magic element. We knew about the um, you know, Baron Vanish, and we knew all the characters, but we we didn't have every event that happens um, in place. We just kind of knew here's where it starts, here's where it ends. Um, and then, uh, you know, I took on from issue after from issue four. Actually, I did a lot of the writing on that, and then I did a lot, you know, a lot more. Um, I would say I did more writing on Vanish than I did uh, than I do actually on the Schlub. I mean, because Kenny does a lot of the heavy lifting on the schlub. Um, I, uh, I, so, so it kind of tilted in, you know, my view of things. Uh, that's, that's kind of where we ended up with vanish. And so I think it's kind of a interesting, you know, uh, overall piece with, you know, the, the differing writers of me and Donnie and the differing ideas and, um, but also how they came together as well. Yeah, well, they, that's the thing. Again, another because I know when in the credits it's like story is by you're listed as like story and art, other than of course art on the last two issues was V. Ken Mary. Um, I always say well, I, st- I, was, I was still doing breakdowns on those issues though. Gotcha. I was still involved in the art. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, but with with um, but again, it's another example of like we would have thought it was like, you know, the, the same person, the one person the entire time writing that stuff mm-hmm. and the twists, the twists that you guys have. So, because when Joe asked like how it evolved, you, where you say how the schlub, you have the first six issues all, um, all written up already. We got the first four for vanish. And then there was a little bit of a pause in the action. What, at that point, did you guys take a second to kind of reassess and see how people had responded and how like the buttons that you'd pushed and see like, did you decide, Oh, you know, maybe we'll lean this way a little bit more. Did you already have all eight, planned out from when the first um, started. no so, uh so i i did not take into account anybody's opinion <laughs> of course uh, makes sense. Yeah. it was a hit you know like the books the book sold 
excellent. So all the way through. So I, I was not worried about, you know, the response or anything like that. I was worried about, I just wanted to tell the story that I wanted to tell. And, uh, I, once, once I started taking on more of a, you know, of the writing, I, uh, I definitely had to re-break everything apart to figure out where I was going to take it. And, uh, that's, you know, that's, basically how you ended up where, where we ended up in the story. So with, with issue eight sort of being the end of the first arc and, and you, you talked about how you sort of took over more of the writing duties, uh, you know, over the last several issues, uh, when the vanish, uh, when vanish continues, will it be more of you uh, writing the story or will it switch back to Donnie a little bit or how will that dynamic work? Uh, I would absolutely, I, I would, I I'd, I'd prefer to have both of us um, doing you know, at least equal parts. Uh, but we'll, you know, we'll see it when we get that train rolling again, because we both want to do more for sure. Yeah. Um, sure. We just, uh, you know, I have, uh, I have other obligations and um, I can't, I can't continue it right now, like solo right now. So sure. I'm trying to, to figure out, we're trying to figure out how to, how to operate all that. Yeah, it's always crazy. Like obviously, with you know artists, you guys always have cover stuff that you're doing too, and it's crazy oh, yeah. seeing all the, all the different stuff that you always have turning out. My God, I mean, it just to feel like, uh, do you have to turn a lot of stuff down for cover work? Yes, uh, yes, quite a bit. Um, I mean, they'll they'll load me up as much as I say yes. I mm -hmm. mean, there's all kinds of offers all the time of you know, image creators or Marvel. You know, will ask me to do, you know. They're like, can you do these 10 covers? I'm like, mm, I don't know, guys. Uh, but, you know, yeah, there's always the offers and there's always the opportunities. But um, it's, you know, I try to try to be reasonable. Sure. But it's a good problem to have, I, I would mm -hmm. imagine. Yeah, I mean, of yeah. course. But um, so when it comes, so the thing with Vanish 2 is like every single issue was just like a crazy development, one after another. And then when we talk about the last issue, I'm really glad to hear that you, you know, I, we know that you had had intended to do more and obviously the success of the first, uh, that first issue, we knew that there was plenty of room to do more. Um, but you guys ended it in a way where it's like, if you really didn't want to go back, you could just leave it where it was, but it was definitely, it was, and I, and I always find those endings impressive where it's like, there's definitely room to do more, but we also ended it in a spot where it could just be this and that's it. It would be very frustrating because we need more vanish. Right. I'm, but I'm curious when it, what for you, what was your favorite issue or maybe favorite thing to draw? Because for me, and I know Joe had a strong feeling about this issue too. I believe it was the fifth issue, the return to it all was just a total mind fuck. It was so good. And I was just like, Jesus, they were doing such a good job. And then they have to go and be assholes like this and make, <laughs> they turn on it or fucking head. And now I'm doubting everything that I'm reading. And not that I wasn't already, but it's like, holy shit. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, I would say probably issue five. I thought that that was, um, that was, since that, that was, that would be the first one that I didn't, you know, a, a, a lot, the lion's share of the writing and I drew it all. So it's like really a, a, um, sort of the first time, you know, my first crack at really doing something like that. And it felt very organic and it was really cool to like, it really gave me the bug to want to write more because, uh, you know, like I said, I wrote some stuff on renew your vows before, but there was like, 
Jerry Conway had already kind of, he had laid the seeds and then kind of left an outline um, when he left the book. And so I just, I, I was following somebody else's blueprint, but here I was just like, I'm going to create the blueprint going forward. And then, so like each day, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reading my own script, starting to draw and be like, Ooh, I can change this and this will be better. And, you know, it's all feeding into each other. Um, and it becomes more of like an organic process that uh, I hadn't really experienced before. And it was super, it felt super creative every day. It felt like a new creative act um, that was really fun to do. So with, with all the twists and turns in this story, and then with you taking over, well, not taking over, but you, you know, taking on more of the writing uh, and drawing and everything else that goes along, how did you keep everything, how did you and Donnie manage to keep everything straight and cohesive? Because I know it, there was times where my head's spinning in a good way, uh, trying to keep it all together. I can't imagine being the one trying to figure it all out and, and put it together. I would say luck <laughs> wow. um it is that's another fun part about the writing process is that, you know they say writing is rewriting and that's really what it comes down to is you're trying you're 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 you have a plan on where to go with it and then and then the key i think is to continuously allow yourself to create and not get bogged down by well i have to do this thing so you 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 find solutions to the problems and then you know, you have to, you definitely have to like run them by your friends so that they can be like, Hey, but didn't this happen? And you got to like fix, you know, your little issues or whatever. But, uh, I mean, really, truly it is an amazing process to, um, put something like that together where you're, where you're really, um, sort of, you're just, you just, your mind is going a million miles a minute and you're trying to make things work and you're trying to create new things and new ideas and, um, it just starts to all come together and then, and then lo and behold, at the end, you're like, wait, that's a real, that's it. I did it. <laughs> and you're almost like, how, how did I get there? Well, I'll do it again next time. And I'll tell you this, the, the, the number one thing that I've learned about writing is, um, that first day, those first two days, maybe that you start writing a new issue or you're trying to put something together. Like if you're trying to put together even a pitch or a, a or a story outline, those first two days, every single time I convinced myself, I don't know what I'm, I can't do this. There's no way. I don't know how to do this. Like, I don't even have ideas. What's going on, you know? And then day two, it gets, you start to have a few ideas. And then all of a sudden day three, you're just like, bam, you know, you've got the whole thing and you're like just crushing it. So, so it's almost like I have to take two days of self-doubt time into account <laughs> when I'm trying to figure it out. Call those bourbon days, right? Yeah. <laughs> So when we had you on last time, Ryan, uh, you know, talking about Vanish and, and sort of what you guys had envisioned and planned, you, you, you kind of mentioned and talked about the possibility of creating, you know, this this universe that, you know, you could, you know, create spinoffs that would sort of take place, um, you know, in this world. Is that still the plan? And is there anything in the hopper in, in terms of spinoffs? And if there are, could you please send them to me in advance? This is the weasel portion of the interview where I shamelessly ask for free stuff. Took for a, a long time for you, Joe. Jeez, that's a new record. Um, yeah, there's uh, there. I mean, we, we actually had a, a project that was moving forward. Um, and that kind of fell by the wayside because the workload um, of doing that stuff was was too uh intense um 
but you know if we can get the wheels back on the the whole thing then um of course we'll do that that there there's we had a really cool um you know vanish sort of like uh i guess it would be a prequel about like the the golden age of Ooh. these magicians and all that stuff um that kenny porter was doing and i mean the whole treatment is done um we just like i said like all of a sudden you're running you're i'm running uh um i'm running a book i'm writing it i'm doing a lot of the art i'm trying to you know get everybody on the same page i'm basically editing it and then i'm also doing covers at marvel and all this stuff and i was just like i i i can't mm -hmm. no more for my plate right then but uh like i said like you know we might hire people we might um you know there's there's all kinds of things being discussed yeah that's sounds like it. a few weeks in cabo might be in your future uh, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah man needs yeah. a break um now i'm curious too you know there's so many different characters that we've been introduced throughout this and you talked about uh, uh oliver's wife and i'm blanking on her name right now but that i will say oliver well now i guess well well it's oliver's wife she is the one character who joe and i are like that is the only person who's definitively a good guy or a bad guy for us right now we lean more towards the good guy of course based on everything that's kind of happened with her but i believe you'd mentioned that you that her story um you know when we talked that her, her story would be really interesting for people to experience as everything played out over the first eight issues which i i very much agree with there was quite a few surprises again so many twists in this book who is your favorite character in vanish so far through the first eight issues um both to write and to draw i'm assuming those might be separate uh, answers um my favorite character to write was probably ellen um, okay ellen, there she just was very three-dimensional to me and then uh my favorite character to draw was uh probably baron vanish or oliver i mean i just love i i had a really good time designing uh the um the the these new characters and so uh every time i got to draw them it was a treat yeah it's the there's some it's why like how many you guys came up with too and all the covers too it was just yes i you guys were rolling it it was it was it was crazy um and now obviously we talked about like keeping things straight for you guys is, is like you said it came down to a little bit of luck was that the biggest challenge for you guys through these first eight issues or was there like anything else as you were going along because obviously you know it seems like a lot went right but i'm curious like other than your busy schedule too i guess Wait, repeat that question. So um, <laughs> it's okay. So, um, I'm curious the um, the biggest challenge for you guys through these first eight issues of Vanish because I know you, we talked about already how the keeping everything straight, you know, how there's just so much mm -hmm. different stuff going on, and then your general general schedule. Was it mainly just those two things that were kind of the toughest part for writing this series? Yeah, it's it, there's a learning curve definitely where I I have a new appreciation for Marvel and what they do like what I don't have to be privy to as I'm creating a comic book where, hmm. you know, you have this team of people that take care of all the stuff and they keep it away from you where I don't have to answer what type of paper stock do I want on this? What, you know, oh my. is this, uh, you know, uh, is this person turning their work in? Is this other per? you know, what, who are we going to get to do a cover who, you know, all this stuff. And uh, I, I think that I, that was the hardest part for me was getting used to like, not i want to i want to come down to my office and i want to draw pictures like that's what i want to do i want to write stories i want to draw pictures 
and all this other stuff would just drive me insane. But I mean, I started to get better at it. But I mean, at first, you're just, it's so overwhelming. It was, it was crazy. Interesting. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I can see how that would be annoying after a while. So I, I think, I think it was issue five. I remember going on um, the KLC, the, the Substack page. And, and, and on there, you've got your sort of personal shop on there. And there was advanced uh, copies of issue five, the spawn cover that you did. So again, the, the 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 good, you know, generous guy that I am, uh, I had gifted that to Nicholas and, and paid the the little extra to have it signed. Mm -hmm. uh, but that cover was so badass. Is Thank there a, a cover for this series or any other series that sort of stands out to you as being like, fuck that that really came out fucking awesome. Uh, I mean, I love the first cover because it's yeah. the first oh, cover yeah. and it's the first time you see my character. And then, you know, like juxtaposed with the issue eight cover, um, which is, you know, sort of a explanation of what, what happens in the series. If you, if you're paying attention, uh, I thought that was really cool. I thought that issue fives was really neat because it kind of, that was another one that as I was working on it, some, you know, it kind of tells a little bit of a story. You've got the young Oliver with the gun, you've got, you know, uh, Oliver at grown up and then you got Baron vanished behind that and you have you know the the eyes lining up so you know I I was pretty uh you know proud of myself for being um you know uh kind of uh I don't know I don't know what the word is artsy with it I guess <laughs> uh you know I don't know if anybody else cares about that stuff but I I thought that was fun we do and our listeners do for sure. But you're right. Like the like I love that that's that that is one of my favorite covers that I own, the spawn um the spawn vanish one because those are the characters I mean that of course that's one of my favorite that's yeah. one of my favorite things I've ever done because it's spawn, right? right? Like and it was it was me and I inked it and I did the whole the whole nine yards on it. So um it was that 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 was pretty cool. And I love the way it came out too in print. It looks great. But that first, the first issue, I mean, that's what you guys had for all your like marketing leading up to mm -hmm. it and everything. I mean, that when I think of Vanish, I, that like as soon as I hear Vanish, like that's the cover I think of a thousand yeah. percent. Um, mm -hmm. But I also, before we get to this last thing, one last note on Vanish, my my fiance reads, like I've gotten her into reading comics, but she generally does it in trade form. Vanish is the only series that she reads month to month, though. She absolutely really? like, she fucking loved it it's so, so she's good. a glutton she's a glutton for punishment she likes <laughs> oh yeah that's upset. why you think yeah. why you think she said yes to me yeah. um <laughs> but um yeah 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 i beat you to it joe you bastard um <laughs> but anyways so the last thing we want to ask you about of course uh we got the schlub coming up again make sure you guys get to your local comic book shop the foc is july 31st make sure you get in there beforehand put your order in you're gonna want to pick this up you're gonna want to get in on this first arc and see and hope this hopefully this thing gets going beyond that too we also got a Marvel thing coming up, uh, Marvel Age 1000, uh, mm -hmm. which is coming out in August, I believe the end of the month. You have a Spider-Man story in there that you wrote, Andrew. Um, mm -hmm. is How often do you have you write, written and drawn outside of Vanish stuff? Uh, I did Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows. I wrote a bunch okay. of that, and I've written um, – I wrote I, – I didn't – I wrote Andrew a couple issues of that, and then I wrote – uh, uh, an arc that Brian Level drew. Um, and since then, I guess I'm trying to think if I did anything else. I don't really think I did. I think that that's pretty much it. So, 
I remember when we talked last time, you were like, I want to, the things I want to draw, I want to, I want to write my own things and have a different artist do it. And then I want to draw Donnie stories. I'm mm -hmm. curious, like, do you like doing both at once or is that kind of a weird challenge? It's a weird challenge because I'm in charge of everything. And then I feel like I end up taking longer because I'm like, mm. you know, finicky and I'm, I'm changing things. Um, but it's a it's the most rewarding for sure like there's no there's no better feeling than having an entire book that you you write and draw so you know i'm planning on doing more of that um and you know donnie donnie and i'll get the band back together nice. soon too nice so when it comes to the spider-man story in marvel age 1000 is there anything that you can tell us about it now i know it's only 10 10 pages so i'm sure you can't say too too much um i mean it's not it's not earth shattering. It's, it's a very fun Spider-Man story. It was, it was a way to give me an excuse to draw fun, crazy Spider-Man poses and, yeah. uh, and kind of give my thesis statement on what I, what I, I love about Spider-Man. Um, so it's nothing, um, like I said, like, I mean, you, you're not reinventing the wheel, but I really, I think that people will really enjoy it because it's, you know, it's kind of like a, there's a bit of a like a Jackie Chan-ness to the whole thing, like, um, you know, one of his like set pieces and, um, you know, that that's the fun part to me. And awesome. so, you know, I, I think it's I think it's a very enjoyable, very fun, very quintessential Spider-Man story. Nice. So so la last thing for me, and this might be be a loaded question, but who draws a better Spider-Man? You or oh. Chip? Uh, does Chip draw? Better and better yet, can he write? We're not oh, sure. oh <laughs> wow! Uh, but no, I mean uh, the answer is me. I draw better Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, damn, damn right you did that. But seriously, with like when it comes to these sort of things where you have all these different stories with multiple characters, what you're doing, I mean, I would think that's what Marvel wants. And on top of that, you got kick-ass art from you because anytime you're drawing something, I know Joe and I we're gonna want to be checking that out. So it's it sounds like that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing here. Yeah. For sure. But anyways, uh, we have taken up enough of your time, Ryan. Really appreciate it. hanging out. Again, everybody, make sure you go to your local comic book shop. So tell them that you want the, the Schlub issue one. Add it to your pull list. You guys are not going to be disappointed. Ryan, thanks again. Hopefully we can check in with you at some point down the line. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Like Nick's just like, I'm out. All right, we're yeah. done.